episode 46 of All the Books, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, located in Wellsville, New York. Oh, nice little addition. Yeah. Located online, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, yeah. Twitter, at All the Books Show, Facebook, so, David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. The voice you're hearing right now is Richard Kiley. We no, spared no. no expense. No, that's a quote from Jurassic World. I'm actually Nick Gunning. Yeah, that's actually a quote from Jurassic Park. I almost I knew, threw it as soon as I said it, I knew it was oh wrong. As soon as I said it, I almost just left. I cannot work I'm under this sorry. condition. No, I know that's you don't want to you don't want to make those kind of mistakes with uh, Eric J. Mickles here. No, that's true. Um, I got nothing, man. What do you mean? Just kidding. I, I, well, we're we're going to talk about books. I know we've got. We're going to talk about true. literary news, that's author true. news. Yeah. And uh, we got an exciting, we got an exciting uh, spotlight coming up here. Way back in episode twenty-seven, we looked at uh, books, classic books, books we all know, books we all pretend to love, yeah. classics. Yeah. And then we looked at the scathing negative reviews that accompanied saying, them. I don't love the complete works of F. Scott Fitzgerald. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. What did he write? Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. That yeah, was among a, other things. I didn't really like that book. Oh. So okay, I'll allow let Leonardo DiCaprio know. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna dip into that well again and talk about some yeah. uh, classic books yeah. that weren't met with such a warm yeah. reception in the beginning. Yeah. But that's and coming up later. In most cases, with the sequel, it will be a little bit redundant. No, a little bit better, less exciting. Stronger. Oh, it's gonna be better. It's yeah. gonna be one of Bigger, the cool better, sequels. Stronger. So, we're, so it's you're gonna saying... be the Toy Story two of. Uh, Man. of podcast yeah, Toy Story episodes. 1 was just so quality. That's what I'm saying. Episode 27 it was great. It is crazy that Toy Story 2 is like considered better Yeah, because Toy Story 1 is so good. But yeah. it is. Yeah, you got Man, it. Toy Story 2 There's is so good. a lot of number twos. I now, mean, Wrath of Khan. Everybody you still haven't Wrath seen Toy Khan. Story 3. I haven't seen because it. Because no. you're working with the... The, I, I almost came up with some like really bad things you're working with, but oh. I didn't want to like people going like, no. "What? Nick there's is working with the no third Reich?" Why, there's no reason why I haven't seen Toy Story yeah, Three. You I even just, have a child. I just haven't. I know. I'm sorry. I watch it. I you're watch a it. monster. But not a Monsters Inc. That's true. Certainly yeah. not a Monsters Inc. Too. No, it was oh, that was terrible. Monsters that was a University. bad movie. That is the worst one. Yeah. Well, I guess we might as well segue right now because I was going to tell you that yesterday I took my son to see Finding Dory. Oh really? Yeah. You didn't tell so, me you were doing that. I know. Huh. I'm telling you right on air. This is your natural All reaction. Right. It's a, it is an exciting reaction. Yeah. That you're How do you handle? He loved it. He nice. was in it to win it. I, we we have quite a few Finding Dory books in the kids section, so I'd read him a bunch, so he was kind of familiar with the characters, yeah. and uh, he was in it. We've, I've taken him to see a few other things. We saw Zootopia. Yeah. We saw Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, you're three. one of those monsters who take their children to movies. He's really good in them. Though. All right, but this one, he was like, he was committed, like start <laughs> to finish, and that's never quite happened before. Nice. So. Thanks, Pixar. I just watched Zootopia at home. Oh, yeah? So. Did you get squirrely about an hour into it? A little bit. Zootopia is a much more serious movie than you'd expect. Yeah, I don't... I thought it was just about, it's like, It's a good movie. I don't understand how it made, like, billions of dollars. Yeah, Because, like, know. it just kind of struck me as, like, good. I know. Not, I like... the same thing. I mean, I guess the message it had was I did, Yeah, good. I didn't expect it to go deep into race relations, yeah. but, you know, it did. I mean, that was good, but I can't... Good for you, Zootopia. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Finding Dory is like a huge, huge hit. It's about to surpass like Finding Nemo's full box yeah. office yeah. in just this first weekend. So are you going to go see it? I don't know. I love Finding Nemo. I didn't want a sequel. I felt the same way. I mean, I didn't really need a sequel, and I probably wouldn't have gone without my son, but he really liked Finding it. Finding Nemo is probably my favorite Pixar film. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Out of all of them. Cool. And I know some people are always like, oh, no, The Incredibles. I, I didn't like The Incredibles. Really? Yeah. As a superhero fan like me, and yeah. I couldn't get through it. It's just interesting. The Incredibles just wasn't like... <laughs> it's the best Fantastic Four movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, no kidding. Was... Well, that's probably true. <laughs> it just wasn't funny enough for me. Yeah, that's true. It, it was too, like... It, yeah. it played it too straight. Mm-hmm. I, I could... Like, there were scenes right. with the henchmen where they were, like... It looked like they were about to, like, joke about being henchmen and stuff, but it didn't work yeah, out. So. Serious. Serious stuff. Anyway. I also saw Finest Hours over the weekend. All right, and that's Chris where... Dory has to save no. a boat filled. No, it's ocean related though. Oh, yeah. okay. It's where Chris Pine has to go out and save people on a boat. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's called uh, Star Trek. No, that's you're thinking of Star Trek. Into Darkness. No. Okay. No. no. Star Trek Beyond? You've already seen Star Trek Beyond. No. I oh. would tell you if I'd seen that. <laughs> that I wouldn't be able to have okay. to tell you that. Did you watch any good movies over the weekend? I said Zootopia. Zootopia. Just that one? That's <sighs> the only one? Yeah. Going back, well, hey, let's talk Neil Simon for a minute. Our last episode was a Neil Simon spotlight. Since then, my wife and I watched the remake of The Goodbye Girl that we mentioned, the Uh Jeff Daniels one. Totally unnecessary. Nice. I think they even used the same screenplay. It was just like, let's get worse actors to to act this out. So it's kind of weird. I watched The Twilight Zone. Did you? How was that? The show? It was good. Okay. Apparently, it... uh... My wife finds it unsettling. It is unsettling. Really? Yes. She she doesn't like how it's black and white oh. or how they zoom so close to people. 
Yeah, it's and an that, eerie show. They, even even when the plot's not particularly uh, an eerie one, yeah. it's just like like Burgess Meredith with the glasses. I uh-huh. mean, it's just upsetting. Yeah, it's an upsetting show. Okay, in All a right. good way. I mean, it's meant to be. It's, yeah. it's not bad, but. We all, we wrapped production on the Star Spangled Girl this yeah, past we did. weekend. So if you were one of the lucky audiences members to see that, uh, we had a lot of fun. Eric yeah. broke a lot of stuff. Yeah, I did. So first show night he after broke night my after watch. night. First show you broke a watch. Yeah. Second show, what was it? The trophy. Yeah. You dropped that trophy. Third show, you knocked a whole fireplace over. All right, but to you be caught fair, it. you caught it. To so. be fair, the watch was broken by Mike's karate chop. Okay. The yeah. trophy. You th- I threw, you threw into that. the suitcase. It bounced out yeah. and hit the ground. And yeah, then you're right. And the fireplace was just because I was acting. Yeah, that's no, it. That's all right. I got. Okay, that was it. That <laughs> I was knocked it. over the fireplace. So this was like the uh, the, the play here, uh, Star Spangled Girl by Neil Simon, was sort of the kickoff event of the adult summer reading program. And we have our first winner. We've just completed Worst Week. Our first winner, Anne Mary, Did won our drawing. Worst so congratulations. Week? First week. I heard worst first week. week. Is this really the worst week of summer no, reading that we no. just... Okay. Well, I'm mean, glad it's over. So adults, you can sign up just, just by checking things out. And then just as you check normal things out, yeah. uh, you get entered to win prizes. And so all we, you other kids and teens listening out there, no, I'm just we start, have other programs. Oh my gosh. I'm starting yeah. with my own program. No, I know. It's just funny because you said uh, all, you, you know, all the adults out there. Yes. Like, they're non-adult listeners. Well, thank you, you for that journey. Do you think we have... Teens? Yeah. Listeners? I don't know. You're popular with the teen crowd. Maybe you got yeah, some followers. I don't think they would want to listen to All me, right, though. let me just talk about my program for five seconds. <laughs> okay. You, get, you sign up. You get a free bag. Each time you check things out or attend one of our events or participate in anything, you get an entry form to win the weekly prize, which is a $25 chamber certificate. And at the end, we do a grand prize drawing for one of the Samsung tablets from Nook. Okay. So Sponsored nice. by the Friends of the Library. So thanks again, friends. Yeah. Teens, what do you got going on? Oh, I didn't want to talk about the oh, teen you don't. program. Okay. I just wanted... Well, okay. I was just so, pointing out the fact. Yes, teens and have... children also have their own programs yeah. going on. So all you kids. Ah, so let's talk bookmark. What have you been reading, buddy? We've had kind of a long stretch in between when we last. I recorded. haven't read anything. That's embarrassing. I know. It, I'm sorry I asked you that. The, so, the play outright. just got so busy. We had dress rehearsal You're all right. last week, yeah. and then the shows. Yep. So I've just been doing things that involve not a lot of brain activity. Yeah, I've I understand been that. Playing this game Absolutely. called uh, FTL, Faster Than Life. Ooh. It's a computer game. It's Do you remember that time I told you I got this game called Orion's Trail yeah. and it was like Oregon's Trail yeah, but yeah. in space? Yeah. This FTL is what I wanted that game to be. Mm. It, you're flying, it's random. You're you're running out of you're picking up new people. Okay. You you have to you get to blow up other ships and everything. That but it, fun. you can't save. You can save, but you can't go uh, back. So you just play, and if you die, you have to start over. I see. So it's very frustrating. Wow, I haven't won yeah. yet. Wow. So I played a lot of that. Finished season two of Mad Men. Old school. You did? Uh, yeah. Are you still in it? You liking it? Yeah, I started season three. Wow. So, okay, cool. Yeah. I still, this blows my mind. Only three seasons, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, just cool. The, just well, the I'll three. Just, I'll yeah. just keep watching then. I'm yeah. almost done with the show then. There's a sequel series called Matter Men, which runs for uh, four more seasons. Oh, okay. But I they can do just, that. They just call it Mad Men. Huh. And then the season, the numbering continues, much right. like when they revamp like a detective comics and they use new numbering. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, I can handle so that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I might like seven seasons might be too long for me, but I yeah. can handle a three season and then a four season yeah. chaser. Certainly, okay. <laughs> four season chaser Good for you. Um, That's great. But then I was like, why haven't I watched all these Twilight Zones anyway? Yeah. So I only watched like two yesterday, but I might okay. just watch the whole freaking series. Twilight Zone's great. Yeah, yeah it is good. Stuff. So, and I'm not we, as we've been watching by through it. Extant. Did you see that when it was on? Was Two it? seasons. Oh, no. Halle Berry on CBS. No. Produced by Steven Spielberg. No. Should have been a big hit. Was a bit of a flop. Yeah. So we're enjoying that. We checked it out from the library. Okay. Pretty good stuff. Um, I did finish Giant Days Volume 2. Oh, okay. I my, don't think I mentioned that like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was hilarious. I love it. Good. It's great. Yeah, she loves it too. So, She's like her favorite thing ever. It's so. so funny. It reminds me of like some of the stuff I used to watch when I was like a teenager. Like, okay. Late at night that would show up on Comedy Central right. or Cartoon Network. Like Adult Swim type stuff? A little bit, yeah, okay. but like not as stupid. So you can find we have both volumes of Giant yeah. Days, is that correct? You can third find volume comes the, out in October. October. You can find these in the YA graphic novel section. Yeah. Not the manga section. So the graphic novel section. Yeah, I just love the characters. I love the art. It's Yeah, she does too. Every I, I line I of dialogue is just like hilarious. Okay. Um, each like each volume, you know, collects the individual issues, but each issue like tells a complete story. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. like you get like six complete stories okay. in the volume. So it's like episodic, I guess. It is episodic, but it's okay. also but they still, you know, carry mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So it's good. It's definitely the thing I would recommend to people now if they were like, I need a uh, a graphic novel and you know, you it don't want to give them superheroes. Um, no, I, I really loved uh, 
Brian Lee O'Malley's Scott Pilgrim. Is it is it in the vein of Scott Pilgrim? You know what? I guess all? it does kind of remind... Really? I mean, Scott Pilgrim's like so out there, though, with yeah. people flying and turning oh, into true. coins and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the, you know, the young adult life. Okay. So... So kind of, maybe okay. maybe maybe, I'll check maybe it out. closer to side scrollers than side Scott Pilgrim's. All of these we have. Everything yeah. you just mentioned, we actually have all of that. So check so, it out. And then I need to finish that uh, Calvin's War, which okay. I am enjoying. It doesn't seem Good. like I'm enjoying it because I've been reading it so slowly. Yeah. But I feel like I've just been too busy. Okay. I just need That's to sit down. Lee Corey wrote that. Lee Corey is that right? C. Oh boy, I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. C. Corey. Whatever is. Okay. Corey uh, is the last name. Right. With the C, Sequel so of Leviathan's Wake. I need to okay. finish that. All right. Well. um... I've burned through quite a lot in this last week because I didn't have to memorize lines. So, I was at that you know, fire. I was free. Uh, oh, so here's, here's what I got. <laughs> I read Lumberjanes, which is one of your biographic novels. It is. My wife read it. You read it. Your wife read it, I think. Yeah. Everyone we know has read this, so yeah. I read it. I liked it. Yeah. It, it's definitely the one, like, before I read Giant Days, I was handing out Lumberjanes to okay. people. I'm like, this is really good. But now I feel like Giant Days is Better. maybe a little bit. Okay. I don't know that I would read Lumberjanes too. Right, like it was a fine. Mm-hmm. I never like it when you when there has when in a graphic novel you have to read like a full page of text, and yeah. every issue started with that, and I just was like, it just took me way out of it. Yeah, I, I mean you Lumberjanes know. is still funny. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I just don't know that I liked it enough to follow it. I've been getting a lot of uh, graphic novels that seem geared towards like uh, you know teen girls or young adult girls. Yeah, less so than like uh, teen guys and everything, and. It, they've been checking out yeah, a lot more. I feel like uh, the female audience of graphic novels, like the non-superhero graphic novels, like that's the, a trend. The Lumberjanes, yeah. the Giant Days, yeah. and stuff. I feel like it's the popular thing. I got this one called Lucky Penny, and it's gone. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know about. Well, I but, think that's true in superhero novels too, though. Yeah, no, it like is. Ms. But, Marvel is, is doing gangbusters. Yeah, no, titles. I mean, you're right. It's just funny because like Batgirl. when we grew up, mm. you know. I mean, they were female comic book yeah. readers, but they were harder to find or talk yeah. to because it's, you know, the way Well, the I mean, it's the reason then. why you can you can rattle off a bunch of great Batman or Superman stories, but, like, try finding a good Wonder Woman story. Yeah. It's not... So, it's, it's interesting. So, I'm yeah, glad it's, it's nice come around. It's changing, yeah. So... Yeah, cool. All right. So, are you are you set? No, I'm I'm talking now, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. I couldn't remember where we left up. I finished Odds Against, which is uh, Dick Francis. It's our it's our book club book this week with the horse uh, meeting. Yeah, it's a horse racing. Was well, that Wednesday in the meeting? world of horse racing? Yeah, July sixth at three o'clock. You join us for that. Even if you haven't read the book, if you want to just check out book club, this is a good time to jump in because it's part of our summer reading mm-hmm. program. It sounds so like it's a. a a Dean Koontz Dean Koontz, yeah, it so. does. It's not. It's not. It's about a former jockey who basically becomes sort of a PI investigator. Uh, but it had more of a James Bond vibe than I expected. See, I was about to ask if it had like a Knight Rider vibe. No. Like he's like an investigator and the horse is no. his kit. I liked the writing. I thought it was, I mean, it felt it felt British. It felt uh-huh. 60s, you know, so if you're into that sort of yeah. thing, I think you'd enjoy it. My, I'm interested to see what the book club re- thought of it because it is sort of different from what we normally do. My wife uh, listened to it. And oh, okay. it was narrated by Anne McShane. Oh, wow. So okay. she says he does a really good job sure with that he one. Would. So yeah. if he would fit that character. If you really want well. to read Oz Sid, again, Sid so you Holly. like Anne McShane. Yeah. It's, there's, I think, well, they're right there. Right there. Yeah. there are five of the Sid Holly books, uh, and this is the first one. I wonder Odds if again, he so. narrates all of them. I don't know. So. It, it was sort of a gap. It wasn't a regular series. Every once in a while, Dick Francis would go back to it. Mm-hmm. Felix Francis has taken over his father's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's picked up the Sid Halley character. Why, why would Anne McShane be a good fit for that character? What's the character like? Well, he just is sort of, he, I guess he's a, he's a real kind of a dry humor to him. Uh, and he's okay. just sort of, he's tough, but not overtly so. You know, he's mm-hmm. not like, I'm going to punch you in the face. But he just has sort of a, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you, he inspires confidence, okay. the character. So well, I think Ian McShane reading that would work very well. Does he swear a lot in ways that even people in the Old West would yeah, flush right, right here? Right, so Ian McShane from Deadwood, among other things. <laughs> yeah. What's he in now? Anything? Uh, he was in this season's Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. He was, last time I saw him, a great like, actor. I mean, I mean I've seen him in some movies. Kings he was at the last, um, the last Pirates of the Caribbean. He played yeah, Blackbeard. Yeah, that's right. He did play Blackbeard. Now he doesn't want to talk about that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Much like Bob Hoskins doesn't want to talk about Snow White and the Huntsman. Just don't hey, Anne McShane was in that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Look at that. Anyway, so odds against. Join us for the book club. We meet the first uh, Wednesday of every month at 3, three o'clock. Next up, we're reading Deal Breaker by Harlan Coben. Another little sporty theme one. So, okay. uh, I finished Wolves in the Walls, which is a, a Neil Gaiman short. It's really more of a graphic novel, I would say. Okay. Just like a J book. Would you call it a Creepy. book shot? Creepy oh, yeah? is what I would call it. Is that the one you reviewed saying it feels like uh, 
the story your brain tells you when you're sleeping. Yes, yes that's exactly what it feels like. Because it's about this girl is like, I keep hearing sounds. I think there's wolves in the walls. And her family's like, oh, well, if they come out, everything's over. And she's like, what? <laughs> and you just spend the whole time just accepting, like, well, then maybe there's wolves in the walls. And if they come out, we got to get out of here, you know? Or maybe we'll go live in the walls. It's, it's eerie. It's spooky. Yeah, and like the Neil pictures Gaiman. were just right, too. The pictures, yeah. it, it was like reading a mild nightmare. Did you ever read... And I mean that in a good way. Okay. Did you ever read Not that... one of my nightmares. <laughs> um, it was Lemony Snicket, I think. Uh-huh. The Dark? Oh, no. I don't... In the mm-hmm. Dark, it's about just a kid who... Like, it, I think it's Lemony Snicket. But it reminded me kind of of, like, Neil Gaiman. Anyway. Okay. So, this was a kid's book? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Did you yeah. read to your kid it's and then he didn't sleep for three J. weeks? Uh, the Dark is by Lemony Snicket, by the way. Okay, thank you. Came out in 2013. Uh, no, I didn't read this to my son. I just read this myself. Yeah. Enjoyed it. That was good. And then you woke, you woke up and your son had to come yeah, in and be like, Dad, like, it was just a book. There are wolves. Yeah. It's not a, it's, wolves like, aren't in the wall. no sense. You're acting like a lunatic. <laughs> uh, boy, what else? I finished that Child of Two Worlds, which I was reading. Greg Cox. Star oh, Trek Star Trek. <laughs> not good. Sorry, man. Not good. Set in the early days of Star Trek, the Christopher Pike. Oh, era. right, the Pike and Spock books. Supposed Sorry, to be man. really good, yeah. but it just wasn't. I like the author, I like the characters, but it yeah. just was flat. Well, maybe real Star Trek fans would like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I read Zero Year. Scott yeah, Snyder's Volume a, Four. Batman. There's a yeah. second part. Yeah, Volume Five. I read five. the first part. Did nice. you like this? How do you feel about it? I did like it. Um, so this I is a, this is a new take on the Batman yeah. origin, basically a year one. Yeah, Volume Five is just like feels so different than okay. a normal Batman story. I really liked it. The okay. art is really good in the fifth one. I didn't dislike Zero Year, but I just didn't I didn't get why. Yeah. It didn't seem like unique enough to merit doing hmm. it. You might like um volume five more because it's less an origin story now, just like okay. early days Batman adventure. Alright. So um I know what you mean, but especially because now the new fifty two era of the D C comics is done. Yeah. It's kinda like why did we need right. the rebooted <laughs> Yeah. And I kept, like, the the reviews and stuff, and even on the back cover, it's like, this is going to be required Batman reading. I don't think so. No. I don't think it's going to be anything. I mean, if anything, I would say Death of the Family from this era is going to be the one that stands out. Maybe Court of Owls, but that fizzles out. We Uh, have all of these in the adult graphic novels. I mean, it's under the shadow of Batman Year One. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's... Frank Miller's Year One. Right. That's an older comic, and like the continuity doesn't hold up now because they've rebooted stuff. Yeah, but it stuff. feels sort of outside. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. Year one feels like it could fit in any Batman right. continuity. Yeah. So. And this, I just think this is going to feel dated soon. I don't think it's going to have a timeless feel. No. So. It's. I no. think it's worth a read if you're a Batman fan and you like the current Scott Snyder run. I think yeah. it's worth reading. I did like it. So. I liked it too. But you're right. Death of the Family, like, out eh. of everything that I've read by Scott Snyder so far, is definitely like... You have yeah, to read that's, this. That's the one that's going to have longevity. So Borderline, uh, maybe definitive Joker Batman story. I don't know. I don't that know. That might be a bull's. Oh, oh, in Death, Death of the, the family. family. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, what else? That seems like the most. I don't know. Some people would say the Killing Joke, but I think we've already talked that we don't care yeah. for the Killing Wait, Joke. That's so much. coming out in August. The movie's coming out in August. Actually, right? I think it comes out this month. We have Does to get it? our copy. Okay. For the library, right. that one we'll probably check out. We've Mark been. Hamill we get the DC animated movies whenever. The new ones come out, and they yeah. they actually are pretty popular. They yeah. are, yeah. The newest one is like Justice League versus the Teen Titans. Yeah, so we haven't watched that. People That's sure, a fair fight. Heroes sure love versing each other. You know what's right? you know what's ridiculous? Yeah. In that movie, Cyborg is with the Justice League. I just can't. And then <laughs> Damian Wayne is raw. Don't even get me started on Damian Wayne. The people okay. aren't interested in my yeah. thoughts on Damian Wayne. All right, so we're not going to talk about. Yeah, let's get. Uh, finally, I read a, a nice little, another graphic novel, Legend of the Green Flame, Green Lantern, Superman team up. It was fun. It was a short, quick little yeah. thing. You love your atypical, older, like pre nineties team ups. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Silver Surfer meets Green Lantern. <laughs> Superman meets, I don't know, Savage Bob Hope. Dragon. <laughs> Superman meets Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I should have read Superman versus Muhammad Ali. That would have been a good time for it. Yeah. I just lost Muhammad yeah. Ali. So, but I haven't read that yet. Yeah. Have you ever read that? No, but I know at the end they like shake hands and Muhammad Ali is like, Superman, we are the greatest. Wow. So. Bold statement. Yeah. All right. I also really enjoyed The Lorax by Dr. Seuss. Never read that before. Good stuff. You just read that? Yeah, it's spooky. It's a little spooky. That's hilarious. You never see the Onceler. You only see like his arms. Something about that I find very eerie. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you you just read The Lorax. That's funny because when we did our Dr. Seuss spotlight, I talked about how that's probably like where my desire to save animals has yeah. come from. Well, I've seen the movie. 
Oh, right. So I know the story, but right. I had never read the book, and it was okay. a little eerie. A little eerie for my son, so I had to be like, isn't this fun? <laughs> was he like, I'd prefer it if Lorax was played by Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's what he said, and I said, pipe down. Uh, that's currently, a woman. Currently, I'm reading a nonfiction book called Europe Without George, Irene Campen. Every once in a while, I go through this phase where I get sucked back into... Uh, um, <laughs> classic TV, you know, I, I get sucked back into my love of classic TV. So I've been watching the Lucy Show, the follow up yes, to you I have. Love Lucy, Man. which is inspired by a book called uh, Life Without George. Okay, <laughs> also by Irene Campen. All right, and so you're, <laughs> it's, but it's impossible to find. You right. can't find it anywhere. So this is like yeah. a sequel. And so I've been reading you've that. told me your wife doesn't like the Lucy Show. She does not love Lucy. <laughs> no, she doesn't. So. She doesn't. She doesn't get the appeal. Yeah. So. I mean, she does. She's fine with it. But Even with my love of like the old Nick and Knight stuff, yeah, the Lu- Lucy never really did it for me. Yeah, I, I think I prefer Bewitch. You know how I feel about I Dream of Genie. Yeah, so yeah, I love I Dream of yeah. Genie. I'd watch it right now. Yeah. Wait, you want to do an I Dream of Genie rewatch podcast? Mm. I don't know. Do you think there's enough material there? I don't know. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. Uh, so that's it. I'm currently reading. How many that wishes did that ha- guy have? Well, he set her free in the pilot. And she just stayed yeah, in this closet slash him, bottle? Yeah. yeah. Granting wishes. She can do whatever she wants. But it doesn't really make sense because she also sort of, like, remains. Because there's a whole arc where Tony loses the bottle and somebody else can become her master. So it doesn't hold well with its own continuity. No. Sometimes she can reverse time, make people forget things. Other times she can't. So get it together, yeah, Larry Hagman. the 50s were a rough time. I know. That was the 60s. But Was it in color? Yeah, the the first season is black and white, and okay. then they colorize it for syndication. Okay, the rest of it's in color. Okay, I do. You, I always have trouble remembering things be, being in color, black and white from like the fifties and sixties. Yeah. I still to this day remember Doctor No as a, a black and white James Bond film. That's funny. So. The only black and white James Bond film is that Casino Royale. Yeah, the American one. The Lucy Show was also the first season was black and white, huh. and the rest of it was in color, even though it was broadcast in black and white. Lucy right. Ball demanded because she knew it would be worth more money. Little history on Lucy Ball for you there. Yeah, from Jamestown nearby. Really? Yeah. Good for her. I've been to the museum. The I Love Lucy Museum? Yeah. Lucy Desi Museum in Jamestown. That's hilarious. It's good stuff. It's small, but it's fun. Okay. Anyway, what else we got? What's coming up book news-wise, my buddy? Do you want to start with your advance notices? <laughs> I would love to start. Let me tell you what we got. I'm going to start with large print, because you would get real bored when I start talking about large print, so we're just going to get it out of the I way. I guess I just get bored when you start talking. Wow. Wow. You know what? I respect that, because I know <laughs> it's true. I know what you told me is true. Coming out in September of 2016, large print fans, look out for The Tumbling Turner Sisters by Juliette Fay. For fans of Orphan Train and Sarah Gruen's Water for Elephants, a compelling historical novel from one of the best authors of women's fiction, according to the Library Journal. Set against the turbulent background of American vaudeville, four sisters embark on an unexpected adventure and a last-ditch effort to save their family. Tumbling Turner Sisters. Also in large print... Uh, a Western. So you're a big Western fan, right, Eric? You read a lot of Westerns? Mm, no. I've read a few. Yeah. Sorry. I like Westerns. Yeah, you love Westerns. Well, I don't love them, but I like them. Yeah. Brass in the Desert by Richard Wheeler. Gladstone Brass. <laughs> That's a great name right there. His name's Gladstone Brass, and the title's Brass <laughs> in the Desert. It's perfect. Gladstone Brass found out how to make his livelihood during the 30 years he prospected the arid wastes of the Nevada desert. He pried ore out of the few little deposits he discovered, then went to town which he hated only long enough to trade his bits of gold for the supplies he needed. Otherwise, he was devoted to keeping these arid secret wastes all to himself, and that meant driving out rivals, invaders, interlopers, and adventurers. His only friend and companion was T. Amara, a burrow he'd caught in a desert on his mute... Not uh, Tamara. No. Of um, well, Sister Sister. Uh, no, not her. <laughs> he'd caught in the desert after his mule died from a snake bite. So that's okay. sad. Playing Oregon Trail, probably. Did you ever watch Sister Sister? Oh, sure, I watched Sister Sister. <laughs> Did you ever watch... I can't remember the name. What was the younger boy who was, like, a genius? What? Do you remember? He was, like, a young kid. He was, like, eight-year-old. And he was, like, a genius. No, I don't Boy know. genius? Real genius? No. What is that? Was that from the TGIF lineup of the 90s? Mm. The fabled TGIF lineup? No, it's real. I remember. Uh, standard print. All you standard print fans out there, if, if that's your thing. We have Pirate by Guess Who, Eric? Pirate? Yeah. Can you figure it out? Is it James Patterson? No. Close. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait. This this sounds like a Clive Cussler Yes, film. it is Clive oh, Cussler. Yeah. Clive Cussler and Robin Burcell. Uh, this is Fargo Adventure number eight. So let me tell you a little bit about what's going on with 
pirate. I hold. Can I? Can I just pause one second? Smart guy. The show was called Smart Guy. Okay. Do you remember Smart Guy? That's Taj Maori, right? T.J. Henderson. Oh, okay. No. All right. Never mind. You know, I got to tell you, the cover for this one is also a bit of a letdown. All it is is a little bit of a uh, some sort of underground or undersea, you know, kelp, some sharks, some guys. It's pretty tame. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> pirate from Clive Cussler, an 800-year-old treasure, an ancient cipher wheel, a brutal murder, and a man who will stop at nothing to claim what he considers rightfully his. Mm. Pretty exciting. Sure. Now, well, now I kind of want to read Wait, it. Wait, did you just make eye contact with me? Because you looked like on my far right. I don't remember. But you looked at me. I, I think you were making eye contact with me, but Maybe. it wasn't my eyes. Okay. You were just, like, staring in the distance. I guess so. Who else is here, Uh Nick? Uh-oh. Eric, I'm going to talk about your literary crush now. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you know who it is? Is it Heather Graham? It sure is Heather Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Crew of Hunters, book 20. Wow. Way to go, Heather Graham. Yeah. Darkest Journey. They say it's about the journey, not the destination. Sometimes it's about the... Darkness. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, so long. <laughs> uh, Charlie and Charlie Moreau is back on St. Francisville, Louisiana to work on a movie. Ooh. One night, <laughs> she stumbles across the body of a Civil War reenactor, the second murdered in two days. <laughs> Charlie is shocked to learn that her father, a guide on the journey, a historic paddle wheeler that's sponsoring the reenactment, is a suspect. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. So that's probably her journey through darkness. There so that's go. where that's going to come Brought out. it back. Pirate comes out September 13th. Uh, Darkest Journey by Heather Graham comes out September 27th. Finally, we got this one's this one's Christmas themed, and I was going to skip it, but she's such a popular author that I don't want to. Uh, but it's July, man. I know. Oh, happy Fourth, everybody! But it's, yeah, happy Fourth. This is coming out September 27th, so I don't understand. The, so I don't understand the marketing right. on this one, but I got to tell you, we do not uh, take responsibility for this release schedule. No, we don't. Joanne Fluke uh, coming back with her popular Hannah Swenson series. This is also coincidentally number 20. Uh, in the <laughs> Hannah's once in number 20, Christmas Caramel Murder. Mm, that sounds oh, delicious. Doesn't it? Uh, Christmas normally descends on Lake Eden, Minnesota, as gently as reindeer alighting on a rooftop. But this Yuletide season, the only thing coming down Hannah Swenson's chimney is a case of murder. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Hey. It's set to a production of A Christmas Carol. Ugh. Boy, I'm a, I'm a big Christmas fan, but I don't know if I can get down on that. Okay. Oh, but it does include a dozen holiday recipes from the cookie jar. So. I, I have a question for you. I would love Sitting to behind that. you, this is the first time I've seen it, you have a Batman v Superman action figure yeah. of Batman in his, like, dream nightmare yeah. desert sequence. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where are the goggles? They Where did off. you get this? Uh, my wife got this for me for Father's Day. Oh. So it's there. When the so she Hills- got you an action figure of the world's worst dad? Yeah, how many Robins has Batman did. killed? A lot, but I mean the jacket—he's so cool. In the he jacket. is. It is cool in the jacket. It's a great look. I actually thought he was Gambit for a second. Terrible movie. But he's got like look. a Gambit drench coat. Funny story: when yeah. the Wellsville Daily Reporter was here they, to interview me, they took a picture of me, and they were like, "Oh, stand behind your desk." I purposely stood so that I would cover the Batman action figure <laughs> on my desk, so as to look more serious. Sure. Fun fact. Fun fact. Did somebody then ask you why so serious? No, they didn't to bring it back. That's a different Batman. Okay. That's, that's a Dark Knight. Uh, so Christmas Caramel Murders, yeah. if it's if it's July mm-hmm. and you're anticipating reading a Christmas book in September, mm-hmm. well, then Christmas is here, my friend, because it's right. coming. Uh, I'm going to stop there. Okay. Hey, I have a question. I it's, would love to it's Bringing it back to that Batman action figure. Okay. There's a theory I've been hearing uh, from other podcasts I listen to. Are we talking about Batman maybe v this Superman? Batman yeah. in the Batman v Superman is the same Batman from the Tim Burton films, and that's why he's okay with killing everybody. Really? Yeah. How do you, do you like that? Would you like that if sure. that Ben Affleck was just an older Tim Burton's yeah, Batman? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it means Michael Keaton can't come back, but sure. Yeah. You know, we could play. I'm still waiting for Mr. Mom too. Mr. Mr. Grandma, maybe. Yeah. Mr. Sure. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah. watch Michael Keaton and Mr. Grandma. Don't even. I, maybe. All right. These books are coming out July 5th. That's the day after we celebrate our Independence Day. Yeah. So let me know what you got. I'm excited. There, don't be. There is oh. nothing coming out. I feel like you say that a lot. Yeah, but this time it's it's rough. Okay. All right, we've got two James Patterson book shots. Oh, boy. Otherwise known as novellas. Yeah. Novellas for men. Maybe even novelettes, I think. Yeah. That's 144 pages. Essentially short stories yes. is what we're talking about. So if you don't read anything unless it's called a book shot, you might be part of the problem. <laughs> So, uh, bold statement. Yeah, that's how uh, I feel. You're, you're anyway, firm but fair. The Trial, okay. a bookshot, a woman's murder club story. Oh, yeah, I just read a woman's Maxine murder club. Pietro. It did not win me over. Oh, boy. Not a Maxine Pietro fan. Okay. Little Black Dress, bookshot, by James Patterson and Emily Raymond. So, isn't Little Black Dress something else? Uh, 
What do you mean? Wasn't that like a different book itself? Could be. Man, he's got so you know many what? of these book shots coming out for while, five dollars. While we're talking about James Patterson, let me just interject quickly. Last uh, last episode, I think it was, we talked about uh, the games, the new James Patterson movie about the uh, book. <laughs> okay. Feels like a movie about the about the Olympics, right? In, right in Brazil. Here's the confusing thing. Sometimes it's listed as James Patterson, The Games, a private novel. And sometimes it's listed as James Patterson, Private Rio. Ooh. Same book. There's not two different books. So if you've seen notices or you've seen, placed holds on either right. The Games or Private Rio, it's the same book. I don't know why they're doing this, but it's very confusing. So there's a little bit of a scoop for you. Okay. You've been scooped, James Patterson. Yeah. Play the scoop sound effect. Scoop. Uh- <laughs> What? <laughs> All right. Uh, magic, a novel by Danielle Steele. Everything yeah. she does is magic, so yeah. that makes sense. July 5th. Danielle um, Steele. Seinfeldia. Yeah. How a Show About Nothing Changed Everything. Yeah. By Jennifer Kishan Armstrong. Love Do you already knew about this? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I've read any books about Seinfeld. There's, I've read his book, Sign Language. That's pretty funny. And there's one about like the final days, like the last season that I wanted to read, but mm-hmm. that's it. It says, it's the hilarious behind-the-scenes story of two guys who went out for coffee and dreamed up Seinfeld, mm. the cultural sensation that changed television and bled into the real world, altering the Seinfeld. lives of everyone it touched. I actually just watched the cookie episode. The look to the cookie? Yeah. That's great. So. You know what? Speaking of, this is only vaguely related, but their HBO has just announced they're going to do a, another season of Curb Your Enthusiasm there with Larry you go. David. And that was like years it's always had a weird schedule, but this is like, I think, three or four years, maybe even more yeah. since the last season. But I'm excited about it. All right. Well, apparently she's, this writer is a, an acclaimed TV historian. Oh, okay. An entertainment writer. That's a weird job to have. A TV does, historian? Does she need an intern? <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Man, my internet's not so great, so I can't see what else she's written. Okay. All right. You ready for things to get? Well, this Savage Song, it's Monsters of Verity by Victoria Schwab. It's okay. a young adult book. So there's that. We've got a new young adult book coming out. I have seen this like showing up in a lot of stuff. So we'll probably have to get this. Cool. One Punch Man, Volume 7. Hey. So Kids love the One Punch Man. Uh, this volume is the last volume of the, seer- of the manga that will be uh, synced up with the show. So Volume oh, 8 wow. will be... Just going know, rogue. Yeah. Well, they haven't released Season 2 is the thing. Oh, so, I see. But this will catch up with so Season So do you one. think the show will inform the manga then? Do you think they'll do that at all? Oh, yeah. I don't know. They've, they've gotten a little bit better, I think, but okay, maybe not. We'll see. Interesting. All right. Man, the show is so funny. Uh, this, is, this is how little we have coming out. Okay. The Art of Magic the Gathering, Innistrad, by James Wyatt. Normally, I don't bring up when they release an Art of Magic the Gathering, the no, card game. No, you never have. But I thought I'd mention this one, because Innistrad is actually the set that was released when I was getting into magic a couple of years ago. So I kind of have like a soft start. Innistrad's like their world of like werewolves and vampires, and uh, it's it's like a Halloweeny kind of world. What? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. I like it. It's it's a fun time. <laughs> you laugh at me for reading Europe without George, and I'm not supposed to laugh back at you reading Magic: The Gathering. Are you I'm gonna not going to read. You're going to read it. I know. I'm not going to read it. Don't sit here and tell me you're not. going to I'm just read saying. It. I I brought it up because Innistrad is like a cool okay world. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. sorry. No, no. Ugh. No, teach right. his own. That's it. That's all I have. Wow. Yeah. Stark. Yeah, I guess they were thought okay. nothing would nobody would buy books the day after the Fourth of July. I guess, it makes yeah. sense. I want to go out and celebrate my freedom by buying the latest James Patterson bookshop. Yeah. So All right. Well, do you want the New York out. Times bestsellers list? I sure do, man. Okay. Start at um, ten. Don't Okay. I've, Starting at number ten. Don't All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar wow. is at number eleven. Nope. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> You've went out. You've gone outside of the confines of the of the rules of this, though. Do you understand what you're yes, doing? Yes, I'm sorry. I'll okay. stop. All right. All right, number ten. Yep. Uh, New York Times bestseller list for hardcover fiction okay. is "Sweet Bitter" by Stephanie Dandler. Well, that's that's an oxymoron. That can't be. Nope. Sweet bitter. Nope. It can't be. All Unless, right. Do you mean like sweet, really sweet? No. Sweet, sweet bitter. Sweet sugary. Sweet bitter. Oh, I get it. So bef- bitter, bitter. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Before the fall by Noah Hawley. Mm. Uh, number eight, The Pursuit by Janet Ivanovich. Ooh, debuting at number eight. I think this is one of the, is this a Lee Goldberg one? Is this uh Yes. Yeah, that's not, that's not as popular as okay. it, like Stephanie Plum and stuff. Number seven, After You by Jojo Moyes. No, After You. 
<laughs> Number six, Foreign Agent by Brad Thor. Oh, boy. Number five, The Girl on the Train. Wow. Yeah. Is that up? Has that gone up? It has gone up. Oh, my gosh. So It's unstoppable. It's, it's a juggernaut. 76 weeks on the list. Wow. I it's mean, like a freight train. I, you won't let me tell you, but, I mean, uh, All the Light We Cannot See has been on there for 112 weeks. Wow. Isn't that and crazy? What, what is Girl on the Train? What are we at? Number uh, 76. Oh, 76. number five. No, no, but how many weeks? Oh, 76, 76 weeks. 76 weeks. I know, okay. it feels like Girl on the Train has been out forever. Paperback comes out this month. Yeah. So that'll yeah, just boy, shoot that it up seems, even more. That's crazy that it's still in the top ten. Yeah, with paperback on the horizon. Yeah, and all these films—I mean, both *All the Light We Cannot See* and *The Girl on the Train*—have a movie coming out this year. Yeah. So, speaking of movie adaptations, I had like the BFG. What? What? This Roald Dahl Mm -hmm. adaptation with Steven Spielberg? Uh It's like totally flopping. Yeah. I. But nothing about this appeals to me either. Like I know that that's the Roald Dahl title, but it's a terrible title. It tells you nothing. BFG is Big Friendly Giant. Okay. Well, you know that, but I mean, I feel like the average person doesn't know that. And well, the pictures are just like of an old man. So it's just like an old man and the BFG, which means nothing. So I feel like a different title and maybe some changed marketing would do yeah. better. It's weird. I, you think Spielberg would have called you up and been like, hey, Nick, really got to figure out yeah. this movie game. Well, what, I mean, do I, what do I do? He's in the middle of the biggest flop of his career, so I probably yeah. wouldn't Well, have to hurt. be fair, he's, yeah. he's only had now this as like his only genuine flop. Yeah. I think the guy who, who made Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, and... All those I other know. Movies. I'm not. I'm not hassling about his old movies. I'm I just feel saying, like you're trying to pick a no, fight with Steven Spielberg. No, I'm saying like, look at the history of Roald Dahl adaptations: Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, even Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, the Johnny Depp one did Gangbusters, yeah. and then uh, James and the Giant Peach, Disney's like CGI one. All yeah. these been great, and now you have the BFG, which is well, just like mystery be, title and a picture of an old man. To be fair, flopping. If you have like a kid and you want to take him to something, odds are you're taking them to Finding Dory. Yeah, that's true. Or waiting. For this week, for the Secret Life of Pets, yeah. you know. Well, that's so. another thing. Why would you? Why would you put something like that up against Finding Dory? I know that's crazy. I don't know, man. But it's not like they're opposed to changing the titles of books to to make them more appealing to moviegoers. Yeah. I'm just surprised they didn't. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe because it was Steven Spielberg, it was just like, just yeah, like whatever it, he wants to do, just do my, it. It breaks know? my heart to say it, but his name doesn't carry around the bank that he yeah, used to. Right. He used to be able to put his name. I mean, he executive produces so much. Yeah. I think that kind of diluted. It probably does. Well, Extant, like I was just saying, the yeah. TV show. I mean, that... And uh, Falling Skies. You know, it's always, it always says, like, you know, executive mm. produced by, yeah. or produced by, and I feel like yeah. he might have spread himself. Well, Lincoln was a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, that was a big deal. Yeah, but not, like, crazy amounts of money. Yeah. So. But then he, I feel like he's kind of out of the blockbuster game. That's true. I was gonna say I feel like Super Eight is the most Spielsbergy movie I've seen in like twenty years, and that was J.J. Abrams. So, hmm. you know, yeah. But I mean, obviously heavily influenced by classic Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I don't you know. Think he's gonna get back to it. What's he got coming up? But his Ready next Player movie One, right? is Ready Player One. But he's totally avoiding mentioning. He his said own he's work. not gonna mention his movies. Silly. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to mention the BFG, but <laughs> you know. I know. I actually don't know if Indiana Jones plays that big of a thing but like back to the future does and he yeah. had a hand in that right yeah. he helped yeah. produce that yeah so I mean, I yeah we'll see hmm. um okay yeah i, ready, I ready think player after one's ready, an adaptation yeah. of an Ernest klein sci-fi novel i think after ready player one he says he's going back to history great oh the the one he just did the one about the bridge of spies that one oh it yeah. made money but it didn't like well it wasn't great either yeah. i mean it was an enjoyable movie but it wasn't i mean i thought lincoln i think lincoln is worth its acclaim spielberg is the greatest director we'll ever have you think in this true? life or the next really you think so yeah okay you think there's what, what i don't know do you think is a better no, director I'm not arguing. Than... i just that seems like a very bold statement yeah well it's the statement know. i made okay he, he's the kind of guy that can make a movie like lincoln or jaws yeah so. that's true that's versatile. So, and you know, he's making. It's pretty impressive that he's making like movies like Lincoln. Yeah. All these years after making movies like Jaws. Yeah. Like he didn't just keep making. I would love like a like a real like a classic Spielberg blockbuster. Like, yeah. Yes, and I definitely don't want it to be Indiana Jones Five. No, but he's so. not directing that, right? Yeah. He's directing it. Yeah. He says he's doing it again. Wow. I want him to stop. I want oh him to gosh. stop making Indiana Jones movies so well, bad. Either they have to stop or Harrison's Ford will. I wish he stop. I, like I just want him to like make a movie right. in the spirit of that, but not Indiana Jones, you know? I think I rip speak off, the, don't I think I speak for the world when I say we don't need an Indiana Jones no. five. We don't. No. We really didn't need a four. No. And now like Man. 
a four that was pretty much universally yeah. like, why'd you do that? Now they're going to come back. Well, this time, mm-hmm. he's a decade older. Yeah, so gosh. He really would be, too. What was the last one? Yeah, I think it was that 2007. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's going to be 10 years. He's going to be a decade older than he was in yeah. Indiana Jones 4. Yeah. Whew. Yep. Do you know? Can we spoil? Do you think we can spoil episode 7 yet? Boy. What do you think? I don't know. That's a tough call. Could we just tell people? Could we just spoiling? give them like a countdown? All right. All right. I am going to spoil Star Wars Episode 7, okay. The Force Awakens, give a countdown. in 10 seconds. Okay. At the end of that 10 seconds, if you have not seen this movie, stop listening. And just skip Just skip forward 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's do the countdown. Ready? 10, <laughs> 9, All right, 8, Get ready. 7, You just need to tune six, out because I am going to ruin this four, movie. 4, 3, it's, it's a, 2, one. All right, get out of here. I feel like part of us saying goodbye to the character Han Solo. Yeah, it, it was also like part of the reason why it seemed kind of sad. It was almost like us saying goodbye to Harrison Ford yeah. as an actor as an act- in yeah. that well, scene. Well, at least as like an action star, right? You know. So I feel like it wasn't just like goodbye Han Solo. Yeah. It was goodbye Harrison Ford. Well, I mean, one of the reasons why it was so powerful is because it was kind of like this is the end of an era. Like here's yeah. one of the biggest. Hollywood stars of all time sort mm-hmm. of doing a, a swan song. Right. And then to come back in an unwind... I mean, everybody was excited about episode seven. Yeah. Everybody was like, I can't believe they're doing it. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of hesitation, but people were like freaking out. Yeah. And then it was like Harrison Ford is back. It was just like something you never thought would happen. And yeah. everybody was so excited about that. Yeah. It's been so well received. Yeah. So to then follow that up with Indiana Jones, which people are like, please don't do right. this. Yeah. <laughs> please don't do this. Yeah. It just seems like so. a terrible, terrible... So, I mean, I'll see it. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong. I will go see this movie. So anyways... But, woo, when when we say goodbye, I like just rewatching it lately. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is more like, you know, by Harrison Ford. Yeah. We've loved you, yeah. But it's yeah, we to, just yeah. play him off, and so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, mean, I, I wish him well. Yeah. But, woo. Um. Dang. So number yeah. four on yeah. the best New York Times best. Of course, list. of course, that's what we're talking about. We're gonna spoil what number four is in ten <laughs> seconds. Just kidding. Man, we we got through all that by talking about Girl on the Train. Wow. So that okay. was the rabbit trail. We Thank went you, up. Emily Blunt and Paula Hawkins. I guess. <laughs> yeah, probably more Paula Hawkins. Probably right now. More, So yeah. number four, Tom Clancy, Duty and Honor by Grant Blackwood. You know what? I'm not a huge Tom Clancy fan, but I have really wanted to read this book, and I don't know why. Duty and Honor. Yes. The a cover? secretive German yeah. organization is trying to kill Tom Clancy's character, Jack Ryan Jr. Jr. Is it really? Did, I don't know. Did Tom Clancy really create Jack Ryan Jr.? Yeah. This wasn't like a character. No, they Jack, started Ryan, writing? Jack Ryan Jr. is around. Okay, yeah, I think he's been more fully developed probably by other authors. JRJ. Speaking of Harrison Ford, maybe he'll come back as Jack Ryan Sr. in the new Jack Ryan Jr. movie. <laughs> Are they, okay. They're pretty much scrapping Jack Ryan movies, aren't they? I mean, they're doing the TV show. With John they did that Krasinski. Chris Pine one. Yeah, John no. Krasinski is playing the new Jack Ryan. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, well, they were they were talking about when uh, Shadow Recruit came out that uh, Kevin Costner was going to sort of play that role in multiple. Uh, Tom Clancy movies, hmm. you know, um, like they were going to do without remorse and stuff. Okay. And I feel like that's just been dropped. I yeah. don't know. And now, well, I don't now think we made this, a lot of money. No, and now with this TV show, it seems like, yeah, yeah we're done with Jack Ryan. I like Shadow Recruit. Okay. But anyway, Duty and Honor, I really wanted to read. Okay. The cover's good. It's a good length. It just, I don't know, hmm. something's compelling about it. So I got to, when our copy comes back, I might grab it. Okay. Um, number three, Here's to Us by Ellen Hildebrand. Hmm. Sparks fly as the celebrity chef's ex-wives pile into a small cabin in Nantucket to join his widow for the reading of his will. Hmm. Sounds kind of fun, actually. Yeah, it does sound fun. I've read one Ellen Hildebrand. It was decent. Okay. Uh, The Girls is at number two by Emma Klein, not Ernest Klein. Mm. And not Girls, the TV show with Lena Dunham. Right. Okay. The summer of 1969, a California teenager is drawn to to the Mason-like cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manson, yeah. And did I say Mason? You did. Oh, Mason. The was... Mason cult. The Mason cult's relatively harmless. Okay, so, so. this is a Manson-like cult. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. you don't want to go anywhere near that. Here's a question. Yes. Because I'm watching uh, Mad Men. Sure you are. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you... 60s or 70s? Which one would you rather go be a teenager in? The 60s? A teenager? Or... Yeah, okay. 60s. 60s yeah. as a teenager. Yeah, I think More so. so than the 70s. I think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's I would... Not, pick... That's not my scene. I'd pick the 70s. Okay. You've that got that a is lot... more your you've scene. Got, yeah. You've got a lot... More, you've got a lot of classic rock behind you yeah. that you can still listen to, but yeah. you've got a lot more to look forward to. Yeah. We're different. We're a different type of people. You'd yeah. be chill in the 70s with your bell bottoms, reading under a tree. Right. You know. Hanging out with somebody in their acoustic yeah. guitar. Right. Talking about how the man's trying to keep us down. Yeah. We've got to get out of Nam. Yeah. We've just got to get out of exactly. Nam. Exactly. So yeah. here's the thing. I just found out Rockin' in the Free World by uh, 
Neil Young mm-hmm. is from like 1989 or something. Oh. I thought it was a. It, I thought it was a I, 70s this is song. Not something I'm familiar with. So you don't know the song "Rocking in the Free well, World"? Maybe if I heard it. Keep on rocking in the free world. No, I don't know it. Whoa. Let's anyway, play. lunchtime. We'll play. All right, it yeah. I, I'm. I'm trying to learn it on guitar. But this, this is an informative. This is top a rabbit trail. Can I tell you that? <laughs> this is wow. a rabbit trail. Episode. I've learned more today than I learned in yeah. all, all of college. Yeah, we're, we're chasing the. I learned a lot in college. The white rabbit, just like Alice. Yeah. Or Neo in oh, the first Matrix. That's right. So yeah, what do you mean the first? There's only one Matrix movie. Uh, bad don't, news, man. Don't tell me. Bad news. They made up just the Animatrix. Okay, the Animatrix yeah. is okay. All right. Yeah, so okay. as long as there's not any more movies that have huge orgies and crazy fight scenes, there's nothing like that. Uh, bad news. Yeah, there. There's a sequel to the Matrix. Okay. They called it Matrix Reloaded. So they made a second one. Yeah. Well, okay. Two, I guess, I mean, is okay. It? As long as there's only two, and then you don't have to two just listeners. Sort of... Should I tell him or will you? No, I'll no. tell him. I'll tell him. Listen, don't Nick. Um, there is a third Matrix Please, film. No. It's called Matrix Revolution. Oh my gosh! It's actually worse than the second one. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I did not need this right now. Yeah. Not today. You you probably are thinking, hey, at least it tied up all the loose ends. Yeah, well, that's something. I mean, it goes... no, nope. nope. It doesn't. Actually, it created more questions than it answered. Two, two more movies and it answers nothing. Yeah, that, that's about You're right. You're saying it. Two more movies to manufacture There's actually questions. this constant threat of a fourth Matrix movie. Oh, no. <laughs> would, would you they're, rather... They're going to make The Matrix and The Kingdom yeah. of the Crystal Skull. This is going to be like a would you rather like spike in the eye. How old is Keanu Reeves now? Young enough to... When are they going to flesh out the Bill and Ted trilogy? Right? There we Two's go. not enough. Here... So this is like, would you rather have a spike in your eye or a hammer to your head? Yeah. Uh, would you rather a fourth Matrix movie or a rebooted Matrix? Oh, Matrix rebooted. Ha! That's anyway, great. but which would you rather have happen? Jeez. Reboot. Because it sounds like that's the way. I You'd rather go, see I think I a reboot, reboot than a yeah. fourth Matrix. I think so. If they Matrix, reboot the Matrix, they can just go shut up. Yeah, Matrix was like a one and done thing. They really like, should have just stopped. They should have. They had no idea how to handle a godlike character no. in the sequel series. Oh my gosh. Wait, what if instead of being played by the lack of control, he's yeah. played by self doubt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. All the power, but how, how does he yeah. use it? Yeah, yeah. So, Ooh. yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, number one. Yes. <laughs> End of Watch by Stephen King. Okay. Another downer for you. Yeah. Sorry, man. Let down. Let down. So, I don't know what he's got coming next. I haven't heard. Probably something. He publishes pretty pretty regularly. These Once days. a year, twice a year. Mm, I, I think I think Finders Keepers and Revival did come out in the same year, or maybe Finders Keepers and Mr. Mercedes. I okay. can't remember. Do you think he like seems like it's a standalone and a piece of a? Does he write? Any, he never. Any he doesn't really write series. I mean, obviously the uh, whatever it is, Dark Tower, Dark Tower. Pictures of uh, Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba are out there on the internet oh, okay. now. As I guess he's kind of started. He started picking that up a little bit because yeah. obviously we had the sequel to The Shining with Doctor Sleep and now uh, that's true. Bill Hodges trilogy. So I don't know if he's going to go back and revisit. Maybe Christine is there is a Stephen back. King book? You would like to see a sequel to. I don't think so. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> I don't think they really lend themselves to sequels. The Shining certainly didn't. Yeah. So, I think I could read another book with Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah. Well, there's movie sequels to Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah. The story continues in other ways. Yeah. And actually, uh, there's there's at least, I think, three short stories. that You wouldn't read another Cujo? Deal with Salem. I haven't read Cujo. So. Cujo's puppy? Cujo up. <laughs> Look for revenge. Cujo's Pound Puppies. Yeah. So. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> it's on the Hub channel. Yeah. Coming soon. Cujo's. You just put an S at the end. Yeah. Cujo's. Cujo's. Just like Anaconda's. Son of Cujo's. Yeah. Did you ever see Anaconda's? I didn't even see Anaconda. Singular. Man, it was gross. Oh, Anaconda. Yeah. Not Anaconda's. I'm not going to watch yeah. multiple. How did, how did they get on that plane with Samuel L. Jackson? That's no. I Actually, I think there is an Anaconda. And what did I just sense. say? Anaconda yeah. on the plane. Anaconda. I think it's like the J-Lo t- there. Maybe. Okay. It's like the T-Rex of the plane, of the All snakes, right. you know? Okay. You got a bunch of vipers that are like the velociraptor. Yeah. Whew. Well, uh, we were very on point with that top 10 list, I think. Yeah. Uh, hey, bad news. We're at 50 minutes. That's great. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So this is what we're going to talk about. Uh, as, as our little end segment you, here. You still want to do this? Yeah, we're going to do it. We just spent 50 minutes trying to get through a best-sells list I know, talking about the career of Spielberg, Harrison stuff. Ford, and Stephen King. I know. I wouldn't change a minute of it, my friend. Can I, I know. You? I'm just saying. Maybe that was this our segment. This might be too early to say that this is my most favorite episode we've ever done. 
All right. Okay. Well, let's do it. All right. Let's keep the trainer rolling. Let's do it. All right. No so more rabbit trails. Back in 27, we, we picked some books that, yeah. that uh, you know, Speaking were of 27. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I said no more rabbit <laughs> no, trails. And I was totally with you. <laughs> you were. Gosh, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I know. I know. So we covered some before, and uh, I've, I've gone back. I found a few more. Some of them are the same books, but they're just different negative reviews yeah. of the same books. This was originally uh, compiled by Vanity Fair. So thanks to the folks at Vanity Fair. But number one, Herman Melville's Moby Dick or The Whale. Uh, the London Spectator from October 1851 had this to say: "A little knowledge has made the excuse for a vast many words." Wow! <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. The Illustrated Classic was perfect. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, Ralph Coglin from the St. Louis Dispatch, dated April 1925, had this to say: uh, "For for our part, the Great Gatsby might just as well be called Ten Nights on Long Island." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's a that's a take on the great gatsby ten nights in long island (laughs) okay uh here's here's one from uh, arnold bennett uh, originally published in 1922 august 22 issue of the bookman on james joyce's the ulysses james joyce has made novel reading into a fair imitation of penal servitude (laughs) wow James Joyce, oh, take it boy. into the shorts. I've not read Ulysses. Have you read Ulysses? No. Have you even touched oh, it? Oh, no. I've heard the tale of Brave Ulysses. Oh, okay. The song by... Oh, uh, different. No. By Cream. Okay. Sorry, right. everybody. Sorry, everybody. Larry Clapton reference there. Uh, 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Okay. This is uh, on my to-read list. <laughs> this might be my favorite one. I should have saved this for last. Uh, this is originally said by Jonathan Bate from the Sunday Telegraph, 1999. Let us hope that 100 years of solitude will not generate 100 years of overwritten, overlong, overrated novels. There's a lot of anger in that. Yeah. A little anger behind that Here's the thing. Everybody's read 100 years of solitude now. Who knows who this guy is? I don't know. What's his name? Jonathan Bate. Yeah, Jonathan Bate. You ever lost the time. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, here we are. We're, We're recording a podcast. Yeah. Talking, quoting, talk, yeah, quoting Jonathan Bate, a direct quote. He's, he's living in immortality through yeah, our podcast. Yeah, yep. Uh, so oh, Spielberg in a this way. One's, this one's also great. <laughs> this is uh, by a Walt Whitman book. Uh, the London Critic, uh, 1855, had this to say on Leaves of Grass. Whitman is as unacquainted. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Whitman is as unacquainted with art as a hog is with mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I know. I wonder if there's smart, ho- smart hogs out there just like, one apple, yeah, two apples. Yeah, I know. Good. They know all about it. <laughs> Wait, somebody said what? <laughs> <laughs> have you read any Walt Whitman? No. None? No. I haven't either. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lolita. So, I mean, obviously, we know what that one's going to head towards. But Orville Prescott for the New York Times had this to say in 1958. Mr. Nabokov does not write cheap pornography. He writes highbrow pornography. <laughs> Wow. I guess that's a compliment, right? He yeah, highbrow it, pornography. He says it's highbrow. It would, it would end up in uh, the earlier days of Playboy, back when everyone was reading it for the articles. Yeah. And now again, I guess. Yeah. They're reading it for the articles. Yeah, I remember when I, was, when I worked at Houghton College, I was a student who was doing uh, uh, like a research project on Lolita. So we kept getting all these interlibrary loan books about Lolita and like all the different film versions. And it was like, that's a lot. It's a lot of Lolita. <laughs> Uh, Virginia Woolf's To the Lighthouse did not escape uh, criticism. The New York Evening Post in 1927 said this, Her work is poetry. It must be judged as poetry, and all the weaknesses of poetry are inherent in it. So that was a slam on Virginia Woolf and, and poetry. poetry, just poetry in as general. A whole. Yeah. <laughs> all the weaknesses of poetry. Yep. To be I, fair, I hate poetry. Do you hate... I, I've read some poetry that I've enjoyed. I, I wouldn't, like... I usually like when I'm doing ordering. I try to get some mix some poetry in there because we certainly have a some poetry fans it's, here. If it's not it's... in a song, I can't do it. I there there are songs I listen to. I'm like that is sweet poetry. But you give me <laughs> you just give me like a page and it say it's a poem and it's about something. And I can't I can't do it. I've never been I've never felt anything through poetry, man. Really? Yeah. I found some things that were sort of we, we've had some we've had some visiting poets come. Yes. That's a lie. I lied. I'm sorry. Okay. Go on, though. We've had visiting poets come, and I've, like, read some of their work just to prepare for mm-hmm. that. And, uh, like, Jim Zoller came a couple of years ago, okay. and, and uh, he had a book called Simple Clutter. And there was a few things in there, and the, the topics were all just everyday-type things. And it was very, like, just, you know, it evoked emotion. So. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but no. I, there, I There is like, one oh, poem okay. that... Uh, 
elicited some emotion in me. Okay. It I was would, from I the know. movie The Grey. Okay. Do you, do you remember that? I remember the movie The Grey. Okay. I don't remember any poems from it. Uh, Actually, I haven't seen it. The Grey? Yeah. Liam Neeson. Oh, man. Right? Liam Neeson. I can't watch it. It puts me into a depression. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, so it's one last... Hold on. Oh, man. Never mind. Maybe I can't read it. I can't do read it. it. My computer's it. not working. I can't... Maybe I can recite it. Uh, one more time into the fray. Into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live or die on this day. I can't believe you're making all that noise as I'm trying to read I'm this sorry. poem. I'm sorry. So anyway, that's the only poem I've ever read. I'm like, yeah. Last good fight I'll ever know. Hmm. Live or die. Hmm. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, so next on here, we have White Noise by Don DeLeo. Uh, this is originally said by B.R. Myers from The Atlantic in July 2001. It's hard to see what's so edgy about describing suburbia as a wasteland of stupefied shoppers. So that's kind of a burn on... What's happening over there? I was making white noise. Oh, okay. The white noise. <laughs> Good, because I can't sleep without it. Uh, so that's kind of a burn again on, on all of society. Yeah, society. Book. So... I guess take that. Screw you. All community. the pretty horses. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, also B.R. Myers, The Atlantic, July. Maybe he's like a, a shock jock of a, yeah, of yeah. a reviewer. <laughs> What's July the 2001. Deal? All the pretty horses by Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. It's really just bad poetry formatted to exploit the lenient standards of modern prose. Again, wow. that's more of a. I feel like maybe a this burn guy, on yeah, prose yeah, now. Like, take that, society. All right, I'm going to do one more. Okay. Oh, boy. This is a personal one. Uh, this is a book that I love Freedom by Jonathan Franzen. Mm hmm. Uh, B.R. Myers. Look this at guy, that. Yeah. Boy, a villain. Poor lady. For The Atlantic, October, yeah, 2010. Uh, Freedom by Jonathan Franzen. A 576 page, 76 page monument to insignificance. Jeez. It's burn. That's and, pretty harsh. And it has all so, the problems of the political system right. of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't just tackle yeah, the books. You got to yeah. tackle everything. So, so there you go. This book is as dumb as your mom. Yeah. So what? If you've got something out there that gets bad reviews right away, maybe yeah. it's a book, maybe it's a play, mm-hmm. maybe it's a song, 20 years from now, everybody yeah. could love it. Think it's the greatest thing ever. That's true. Isn't that about your pet sounds? Uh, the Beach Boys pet yeah. sounds? It's not my pet sounds. <laughs> I mean, I think Brian Wilson would take issue with that. Okay. But yeah, pet sounds wasn't a huge hit when it came Did out. Did it have bad reviews when it came out? Well, it just was such a, it was such, so different from the other Beach Boys stuff. It was like deeper and bigger, you know? Mm. So, uh, yeah, it yeah. took some time, but. Okay. There you go. <laughs> There are movies out there that have terrible reviews. Oh, yeah. We should find bad reviews for movies sometime. I know. Anytime you have something that's like become a standard and everybody Mm -hmm. just accepts it, it's good to read the original bad reviews. SNL's done a great thing with that where they do that. They have that old reviewer go through and just like hit different. That's a great sketch, but it's reminiscent of this. Um, So, what do you got coming up at the library? We're showing Summer Wars in the auditorium. Oh. Wednesday, special, special Anime Club, seven six. The first time you're going to open Anime Club to the world, rather yeah. than just teens. Yeah, this is uh, Anime so Club exciting. presents Summer Wars to uh, to everyone. Okay, uh, Anime Club is still only for you know for twelve to eighteen year old students, mm-hmm. but uh, this will be an open show to everybody. So it'd be interesting if we get oh. enough like older crowd. We might have to think about making it a regular thing to the older yeah generation. Yeah, yeah, the college age kids. Yeah, the run. So Summer Wars rated PG. It's uh, the first one we're showing. We're also showing Trigun Badlands Rumble, okay. which is great. And Dragon Ball Z uh, Battle of Gods. Was this, was this every other week? Every other week, yeah, okay. until the summer reading program right. ends. Cool. So Dragon Ball ends it. Um, and then we've got other stuff happening. Yeah, it's always. I mean, we've we got, got book clubs going. We're reading uh, Eye of Minds and In Real Life okay. um, for the teen summer reading, the mm-hmm. teen clubs cool. so we got some people signed up for the in real life exciting so and uh i have the world and right now this week's prize for the teens is the trilogy uh of the eye of world oh okay. eye of world thought of so just for like, i have minds thought and of is something. it just checking out and participating in programs yeah. that get entered to win yeah cool cool last week's prize was flash season one on dvd and a katniss everdeen pop figure nice so congratulations to the winners about those cool uh, well, my book club, as I said, is wrapping up Odds Against. After mm-hmm. that, we're going to pick up Harlan Coben's Deal Breaker, yeah. first of his Bolitar series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also doing a book Guy club. Guy is on... Bolitar? No, different one. <laughs> we're also doing Chad Harbach's The Art of Fielding. That's coming up later this month. Okay. Uh, we're showing the film Race, 2016 yeah. film about Jesse Owens racing in the Olympics, World War II. And planes. That's, uh, yeah. That's July 5th. 
at 6.30, uh, Wednesday, July 6th, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. At 10.30 a.m., we're showing uh, Disney. It's not Pixar, right? It's just Disney. It's just Disney, yeah. Just Disney's planes, kind yeah. of a spinoff of Cars. Yeah. Uh, then we have a kid's show coming July 12th, also at 6.30. Mad Cat Puppets, The Monsters of Baseball. Yeah. So that should be a good show. Check our website, and then just anything yeah. we have flyers in here. Yeah, yeah next week a we're lot showing. Of stuff happening. It's a very busy time for Next us, week so. we're showing Allegiant. It will come out on oh, DVD yeah, yeah. that Tuesday, but we're showing it that Friday. Wow. So, That's quick. It's yeah. not as quick as you can see it. I haven't so. seen Allegiant. Is that the third of the movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We get good showings two. on the other, Divergent yeah. and... Uh, yeah, because nobody sees them in theaters. So yeah. We'll What's the other one called? Diver- Insurgent. Insurgent. Both had, had a great attendance. So. Are they, I know they're still making a set. Allegiant bombed to the point where now it's up in the air if they're going to finish the series. <sighs> Three movies in and they wouldn't finish it? I know. That's they got insane. one more movie. So that would be crazy. And with Maze Runner, I mean, the, with the star getting hurt, are they ever oh, going to finish those? Hurt, movies? hurt doesn't describe yeah. the amount of cars that hit that boy's yeah, body. I know. So, uh, yeah, they they've just pushed it back. So, okay. boy, wow. that's crazy. Like, Mad Max had less problems yeah. than the YA series yeah. Maze Runner. Maze Runner. So, yowzer. Well, so we got a lot of stuff. So check it out. Yeah, and it's open for all ages. So yeah. if you never come to the library before, yeah. now's the time. Yeah. Uh, remember to rate us on iTunes. Give yeah. us a nice uh, positive bump there. Yeah. We'll post the show on Twitter. And and don't forget, we have all those like bestsellers. Share it with your friends. If it's on the bestsellers list, we have it. That's in the true. Library. That's the policy. We get so. it. We get it. So if any of those interested you, yeah. uh, you'll find them here. End of watch. Yeah, coming so up on get our on the holes list. Coming up on our fiftieth uh, anniversary episode. So pretty, oh yes, pretty uh, exciting. What did I say? This was forty six. Yeah, four more episodes. Yeah. yeah, we may be talking about filming. Yeah, video. Streaming. I don't know what you say anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, putting it on your eyeballs. Uh, Pete Mangles, our auditorium tech, uh, was talking to us about like maybe th- maybe throwing some film on this, so that yeah. could be coming. Remember, throwing some film on this. Yeah. All right. Remember, we got some upcoming spotlights. We're going to talk Star Trek. We're going to talk Neil Gaiman. So please be sending us in your thoughts on those. Yeah. And we'll see you at episode forty-seven. Bye.